We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. And here we go. I get to welcome a, a very good friend to the Caravan Studio. Daniel, how are you, brother? Good, man. Whoa. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Cameras cut to you and everything. I know. This is really professional. It's like, uh, I feel like, you know, maybe this is what... Um, you know, so TV came out in what was it the fifties? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And 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 they had the one camera, and you mm. had to be very careful with it. Guys and in lab coats, exactly. And sterile it was, environment. It was yeah. all expensive, and then yeah. and then as things went on, now we're in this environment where you can broadcast your own ideas yeah. from wherever the hell you want. Yeah, it's it's very back to the future, isn't it? A neat little caravan <laughs> right here. It, I have to tell you, folks, it looks um, a lot bigger on camera than. It actually is but it's very it's very cozy i am worried about the mattresses in the back there (laughs) like they say the show must go on anything can happen um for people who haven't come across you what's the kind of uh, how do you describe yourself because this is an interesting thing right like lots of people never have to describe themselves Mm. until they're live on 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 the airwaves and it sucks too because you know people are complex people have different ideas yes I, i do video editing yes Yes, I do music. Yes, I do you know, some art and I go for walks. I have a dog. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm so many yeah. things. You're saying you're human. I'm human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hate being just categorized. It's just mm. one little thing and or a main thing. And I'll change. Every year I change mm. um, as I progress. And we were just talking about this just then. Um, you were saying that wouldn't it be great to have something perfect right now? Mm. You know, the, the, the final the final movie or the final artwork but it's not um it's a work in progress and i think we forget especially in the creative arts you know you're molding a piece of clay and sometimes that molding goes on for months and while you're working on it it looks like crap you Mm. know you're trying things it doesn't look quite right it doesn't feel quite right but near the end when it's finished you kind of know it's finished and then you, you can kind of release it to the world daniel it makes complete sense what you're saying why don't we live like that then? Why do we not embrace change? Because we, I think, are in a world of perfection. Mm. We aim for perfection. And anything less than perfect is kind of second part, I think. Right. You know, if you look at media, you know, we work in the media industry. Yep. And, and we know the tricks that goes on. But we sell the fantasy. We sell the perfection. People are perfect. They look pretty. Mm. The, the sets are lit perfectly. It's, you know, it is all a lie. You can't live up to that. And however we do and people expect that yep and all of a sudden you go oh my goodness um you know my lounge room doesn't look like you know the tv show or king kardashians or my clothes don't or my hair doesn't and things like that but we judge ourselves Mm. we have these really ridiculous standards for what humans should look like or be like or act like and I think that's part of um, the anxiety of just <laughs> be trying to be normal, you know. Do you think it's like a fine line, though? Like, I quite like the idea of aiming towards something. Yeah. But I, I think that's where it should maybe, it's not to be that something, it's to aim towards the highest goal and, and see how close you can get. But mm. we kind of confuse that message, don't we? And, and it has mm. to be that if you don't get there you failed yeah. but but we always sit back and say you know enjoy the journey as well mm. and i don't know that makes so much logical sense when we say it out loud and i say it in every podcast i wonder if we just need to say these things out loud more often Look, to remind what, ourselves what, enjoy the journey enjoy the journey because that makes sense in your personal life mm. enjoy the journey and hopefully using that um um logic that will help you with the people you surround yourself with yeah with you know the the family you have with the job you have because yeah. if you're not because if it's all about the end uh game then who cares about all the other stuff yeah mm. and getting back to enjoying the journey and the um, metaphor of you know molding a piece of clay mm. sometimes you begin and you want to you want to make a horse yeah but 
along the way, you discover that, hey, this is actually turning out to be more like a duck. Mm-hmm. Man, it's an awesome duck. <laughs> yeah. And even though it's an awesome duck, you're thinking, I failed because I set out to make a horse. Mm. Like, why don't we um, reevaluate what we're currently doing like halfway through and say, actually, no, this is not turning out to be a horse. This is going to be an amazing duck, you know? And then you've got that success. And I think business are kind of like that. You know, you have certain targets. And even though you might have made money in another category, Mm. because you haven't reached a target which is pre-written, you've somehow failed. And that way, it's never kind of... You're never satisfied, and is it? That's a big problem, right? Mm. That's uh, arguably what meaning is. Mm. P- just putting a pin in it for a second, horses and ducks, yeah. uh, what was the thing? Would you rather fight one duck-sized, no, one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? I don't understand the question. So what is a m- you have to have a fight. You have to have a fight. And it's between... One duck that's the size of a horse. Yeah. So giant quacker. Uh, mm. Or a hundred horses that are the size of ducks. <laughs> I don't want to fight any of them, to be honest. Um, okay. <laughs> I need more context in that. Um, why am well, I well, fighting well, it? Uh, like, first okay, of all, fight one big thing or fight lots of little things. No, but also a saying? duck like anything small yes when you blow it up big is scary like yes. imagine a imagine yeah. a human sized fly right so I guess what I'm saying is they got big mouths on them ducks yeah even if they're small yeah so when they're the size of a horse yes that's gonna be freaky going quack quack yeah, yeah. but having a hundred horse sizes right and like, they'll be fast they'll be like fast. little rabbits and they can come up behind you. <laughs> so you probably have a best chance of, of um, winning against one horse-sized duck mm. than having lots of little. However, if you have little ones, you can actually pick them apart quite easily one at a time, providing yeah. you attack them one at a time. And yeah. this is what problem solving is, isn't it? You've got a big problem, <laughs> yeah. and the way to, pro- to solve it is you break it down into a lot of little problems, yeah. which, are, which you can cope with. Mm. Um, so, but that's not something that's really taught. <laughs> yeah. We just see one big problem. True. Eh? Like, I don't know how to retire when mm. I'm 60. And, yeah, we chip away at it a little bit, but it's not, it's, yeah, we make really big problems mm. and struggle to solve them a lot of times. It's almost like the problems need to have a bigger solution. Eh? And that's, you know, like, I don't know, I'm not turning it into like a kind of God podcast, but. I seem to be talking about it more often because even if you believe or don't, there's something bigger than everything makes everything else feel smaller. Mm. And I know that's dangerous because you can also say, well, this has no meaning because of whatever. Mm. But but it's like, well, if, if your biggest problem is um, um, that you can't choose whether to fight a, a horse-sized duck yeah. and it overwhelms you hmm. that's dangerous right and i think that's maybe what we what we battle with in today's society right because it's hmm. the problems are um i gotta pay the rent hmm. i gotta get the new iphone i've got to have more social media followers yeah and there's no bigger solution you know it's not like what is there i don't know that this is what i'm battling with there is there is a different solution and it's perspective hmm. like what do you see this world from? You know, is it from a mountaintop or is it from down in the gutter? Mm. So down in the gutter, everything looks big. You know, you're looking up at everything. Yep. Um, from up high, you tend to get a bit more perspective. And I think that's when big things happen. Like, for instance, like, for instance, your aunt dies, mm. you know, and you're really close to your aunt. And um, that morning or the next day, you have a, it's like an argument with your boss or something like that. But, you know, you kind of go, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't give a shit about mm. um, having to deal with trivial things at work, for, for instance, because my aunt just died. Mm. This is so much bigger. And I'm going to sit in that bubble for a little bit. Yep. All the other stuff around it is superfluous. Mm. Don't care. Mm. Whatever. It, it'll, it'll sort itself out. But if you have nothing else to focus on, then that you make all these little things stressful and anxious and this is i think um getting back to you're talking about um you know higher power type stuff i think it's important for people to have a higher power or at least some sort of spiritual sense of anything 
just to say, okay, there's something bigger at play here, and I'm a small part of it kind of thing. So even if we just said, instead of higher power, we said higher perspective, that mm. would make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Because all that suggests is that, you know, look down, imagine or aim towards looking down from the heavens, whatever yeah. that means metaphorically. Yeah, that's right. And that would make more sense. Yes. So go to the top of Everest. And how do you do that? Hmm. What, go to the top of Everest? How do you get perspective? By going up high? Going up, how do you get up high? By moving yourself. It's moving, but it's clearing the mind. Because mm. when something is cluttered, you cannot see. Yeah. You're surrounding yourself with all these distractions. And so it's like being on the mountaintop, but you're surrounded by trees. So, actually, that's a pretty good analogy, really. <laughs> if, okay, you're on the mountaintop. Yeah, everyone has access to a mountaintop. Yep. Whether you choose to... Um, Chop down a tree, which means simplifying your life, something. Mm -hmm. You know, something's got to give. You yep. cannot have everything. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I've got two things around my neck at, uh -huh. at the moment. You know, I've got the, the Indian Om and I've got the um, the Chinese yin and yang. And the Om is, is kind of my reminder. There is a bigger energy out there that encapsulates everything. We're all part of it. Yep. If you can see or hear or interact with me, you're part of that, whatever that bigger energy is. And then within that energy is the balance. And this is the crucial bit. And this is what I think we have control over on this world. How do we remain balanced? balanced? Can we be good and bad? And can we have um, good times, bad times? Mm. Do we have good relationships, bad relationships? We do, all do. And, th and that's all it. But you get to choose whether you're going to be nice to that person or you get to choose whether you're going to be an asshole to that person. Mm. And you know what? Sometimes it's really liberating to be an asshole sometimes <laughs> because it makes you really appreciate when you're being really good to someone. Yeah. It's nothing personal. And I think, um, well, sometimes it is. Mm. But sometimes it's such nice to just rock the boat and just say, no, I'm pissed off. Yeah. I don't want I want to want to deal with it. I'm going to be rude to this guy on the phone. They called me at, at dinner time wanting to do a survey. <laughs> I'm not interested. Thank you. Mm. Bye. Mm. You know, no niceties. Just be an asshole sometimes. Do you think, though, that if you like you're talking and what we're all imagining is you're interacting with another person mm. I reckon we have exactly the same thing with ourselves mm -hmm. so we have this whole conversation we have the yin and the yang oh, with ourselves yeah. and I think we do have to be an asshole to ourselves yes. like no, I, I think that's a problem we are well we are but we're not when it counts like for example I am training for a half marathon mm -hmm. and part of my motivation of getting into it was to try and run three kilometers right and this is six months ago something yeah. really struggling like dry reaching struggling <laughs> so um and and warning i'm gonna say some uh, honest foul language but that's how we roll sometimes shit yeah <laughs> i was running and i was yelling out don't you fucking stop right as if i was talking out to someone else right and i wanted to stop but whoever else was talking to me yeah. saying, don't you fucking stop. I may have dropped some C-bombs and stuff. We don't have to talk to, about that on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. But I was being an asshole to myself. And I've tried to kind of work out, well, does that mean you don't love yourself? It's like, no. It means internally mm. I was talking, I was the, the, the telemarketer yes. saying, hey, I'm trying to sell stopping. Yes. And I was just being a bit of a, bastard at that time yeah yeah so that you know it's like maybe maybe we do need like clearly we do need to be tougher on ourselves but i think at some point we are so tough on ourselves mm. mixed in with the lack of meaning thing mm. and that's not a good cocktail eh? i think we are tough on ourselves but in, in your case i think that was that was a motivating factor yeah. you know you needed someone to just yell at you say yeah. well keep going yeah. you know don't even think about other things mm. And, you know, that, that is a blessing in itself, yeah. that you had a voice. Because mm. it's so easy to just, you could justify it. You know, you could justify a hundred times. Well, if I keep running, I might get my heart rate too much up. I might sprain <laughs> my ankle. I shouldn't be pushing my... I'm like that. I have a total aversion to running. Yeah. Like, I don't run. Yep. And I know it would be really good for my body if I started <laughs> running. But for years now, it is just this mental block. Yeah. And one day I may conquer it. Yeah. But one day I may not. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's there. But I don't pay too much attention to it. I'm, I'm still healthy, mm. healthy enough. Yes, I could be healthier, but I could also be a lot more ill as mm. well. So well, I think I've got a, I've got an okay balance where that is concerned. Yeah. 
the funny thing about running is the more people try and tell you how healthy it is the more you get like stubborn towards it eh? (laughs) the best advice i can not offer because otherwise you'll be like shut up uh is get a heart rate monitor like a little watch that tells your heart rate because there's a study that said if you run at 155 beats per minute Mm -hmm. you burn fat and recover at the same time and and the mistake people make and i am not a like a legit runner all i'm saying is I, i like reading stuff and i came across this it said people get put off because they go for a run and they get too puffed out mm. and then it becomes it's actually it hurts because yeah. you're pressuring your lungs and it says if you run at 155 beats a minute your body will naturally get faster the fitter you get because your heart doesn't lie yes, right. and you can breathe properly because they say if you're not measuring it run with someone and go at a pace where you can talk yeah. if you're out of breath it's not fun and it becomes something else it becomes the survival mm, instinct yeah, yeah, kicks right. in which is like I think there's danger, you know? And I think it's only really fun sprinting when you have some few hundred kilometers of jogging and your body's used to it. So I don't know, maybe when you do get to that point, um, just grab a heart rate monitor because it gives you something to look at too. I kind of think about it like uh, driving, you know? driving sucks long distance until you pop on that podcast damn right it makes driving very very um pleasurable yeah Yeah, when i um i got a a a new car recently and i thought to myself i'm going to be in this car at least two hours a day driving to and from work yeah i want it to be a really pleasurable experience i want to get into that car and go ah Mm. okay put on my podcast i've got nice comfortable seats i've got a nice stereo that i can listen to very easily and all of a sudden, it makes something that, oh, I'm stuck in traffic and, you know, road rage and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's all gone yeah. because I right. get two hours a day of just listening to what I'm doing, feeding my mind, you know, or relaxing or listening to music and that in itself. So when I get home, I'm tired, but mm. I'm, I'm not beaten up, you know. I think one of the things um, I've been thinking about a lot recently is resilience, you know, being resilient to things that make you feel uncomfortable mm. and being, I, I guess, strong enough to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Do you and have uh, examples? Like, um, mm. I don't want to go too deep, yep. but I know an example I'm currently, and I'll share it later because you're talking, but, but I just wanted to make sure we maybe share something that's currently giving us that little bit of anxiety, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone has that. Yeah. What's making you uncomfortable? What are you not dealing with? What are you not dealing with? I'm not saying you're not dealing with something. No, no, no. I I know what you're saying. Um, I guess we're battling a lot at the moment with (laughs) free speech. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things that are taboo to say. Yeah. You always have to kind of watch yourself what you say. Mm. And uh, I don't know. If I were to say something that could open a Pandora's box, you know, and it's so easy. Of course. It is so easy. Well, there's algorithms following our talk right now. Yeah. So. What are the the buzzwords? Yeah, no. Well, you know, (laughs) they're the the horrible ones. Yeah, yeah. That actually the law tells you you can't say. Right. Mm. I think it does. I know in Germany, if you say kind of racial slurs, um, they can arrest you. And I know that because my brother-in-law's a um, policeman. Oh, okay. Right. Um do you think that's so dumb though you know if i was running a an, say an extremist organization yeah i would use code words yeah. i would say whatever yeah. that whatever the racial tensions that i want to promote i would give it a nickname mm. that is totally below the radar yeah or you know if you want to target someone mm. i mean that's what the military use they use code names well we do it in real life too yeah. like if an alcoholic is drinking a bottle out of a paper bag yeah we don't arrest them which is so dumb because we but we know the bottle we know it's there we know it's in the bottle yeah you know it's weird it's bizarre yeah look man I uh, share that okay I guess what I've been sorry I'll try to think of an example yeah 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 yeah. you share yours first no 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 no, no. (laughs) but just going on with your free speech because this is something that is obviously huge at the moment you know Um, in light of the terror stuff in Christchurch and 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 what do we do now you know so there's I'm in two minds because one part of me thinks that if you scare people to be able to talk over 
openly and we do this with kids we would never say to a child mm. don't come and be open you know yeah. but to adults we're starting to say well here's some acceptable ways to talk yes and if you don't do that we're going to come down hard on you yeah M- minus the intent right if you accidentally say something wrong mm. which is possible because we're blimmin' live yeah. the the question should be did Daniel make a mistake or did he do it on purpose? Yeah. Right? And so I don't think that's being accounted for in this world we live in. Yeah. It's simply about, it's that end goal. It's yeah. not about the journey, right? And it's the same with words. What was the intent yes. of saying it? So, But the intent is interpretable and mm. that's the problem. Yeah. It's what's how I you could feel. say that flower is yellow and mm. someone say, I know for sure that flower is red. Mm. So don't you tell me that it's yellow. Yeah. And I've got no recourse because yeah. that guy has such a firm belief mm. about his idea that you can't justify yourself. And I think this is what a lot of people are going through. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what the intent was mm. because that's not listened to. Yeah. You can interpret anything in whatever way you want. And there's a plot to play with race as well. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that. Mm. And I can say it because I happen to be 50-50 of yeah. half of me is an oppressor, the yeah. other half's the oppressee or whatever it is. Perfect They're balance, Will. You see? <laughs> but but yeah. I'm not a fan. No. I, th- I think, and I thought that's what the Western world was trying to do yeah. uh, when it was sharing its ideas with the world. Okay, maybe a bit tougher. When it was taking its ideas to the world right. was not just just about we own everything but they were enforcing the ideology which was um, maybe based a bit more on the individual person as opposed to the collective yep you know it's tough right it's tough because we're getting into uh, hot territory yeah but but it's worth talking about because um, it's not all bad and I feel like western world gets it's uh, thrown over the coal now Mm mm-hmm but if you're sick, you get to go to the hospital and get the Western medicine, mm. you know, there's, yes. and, and so I just think I've thought about this and I've thought something like change happens over time, which makes sense. And we can see change happening. The problem is in our world, we want change now. What was celebrated with the Christchurch tragedy yeah. was that we changed the law in seven days. That was the story. Mm. The story wasn't, um, well, it was many things. But I don't know if celebrating things just because of the time frame is good, because history is long. Mm. And celebrating something in a short amount of time makes us think that it's more relevant than the span of history. Yeah. And I would say if you look at things over time, I mean, are you a brave person to say it's got worse? You know what I mean? Mm. Like <clears throat> uh, listening to a podcast the other day, they were talking about, I think it was 14 or 1500s. And it's like, you got your leg chopped off yeah. with no painkiller. Mm. And the doctors that were in demand were the ones who could do it really quick. Right. And that sounds like the worst shit ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because if you relate it to getting your leg chopped off now, mm. which you most likely will n- never happen no. because of preventative medicine, because of um, our science with bacteria and all of that yeah. stuff. Um, and that's just kind of the medical example. Like, we talk about mental health now. One generation ago, they weren't mm. as much. So change happens over time. And Yeah, and I think... With that example, um, like medicine, for instance, I mean, I'm really thankful when I go to the doctor mm. or I can have an operation or I go to the dentist and you can just surrender. They know what they're doing. They're going to cut out the bad bit or they're going to prescribe you things. Mm. And in that way, it is so good that you don't have to deal with that huge amount of pain. No one's yep. you know, cutting your leg mm. open without you having you know the right amount of drugs and things like that. But again, that's perspective, isn't it? Yep. If you look at that and look at all the wonderful things in the world and you can say that, I mean, how many billion people are there on the world and... And we're not all just killing each other, left, mm. right, and center. You yeah. know, we are actually a pretty damn organized species. And f- for, and I'm just talking in general term, Western world civilization anyway, because only because that's what I know, it's actually pretty damn good. So we actually have the time to worry about silly things about, oh, he said this, mm. I'm offended, mm. that offensive thing. And 
to suddenly lose the resilience of actually oh, I don't care what they said on the podcast if I don't like it I don't listen to it yeah. you know easy yeah. rather than going up in arms and saying ha ha he, he was wrong mm. I'm right mm. um, why not just ignore it yeah, this is what I don't understand about social media if you don't like what someone's saying don't listen to them mm. how hard is that okay but there is an argument to say that people are not being prepared for obstacles right yeah that's right and mm. so if you don't know something's if, if you don't know that that you have to get over obstacles of course you think you're being attacked yeah because if there's no diversity of opinion mm. and and mm. social media backs that up but real life backs this up too because <laughs> you know we want our children to hypothetically have a better life than we did yeah as yeah. did our parents as did yes. their parents and this creates a bubble right because um you didn't have to lift up the heavy rock like your grandfather did mm. so you don't know what it's like to hypothetically lift up a heavy rock yeah true so when you need to lift up a heavy rock what you're saying is whoa yeah i ain't lifting this yeah you know that's right and 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 i think that's where we kind of get into trouble collectively because that's the thing it's getting better over time there's no need to lift that heavy rock until you're in a country full of rocks well, you, you pay don't someone know else to, to lift the rock. <laughs> yeah. See, this is another thing, too. Um, we're very good. You know, we've made a society that you've got experts at everything. Mm. You know, um, if, if I want to prune the tree, I'd ring a tree pruner. Mm -hmm. There's someone in my society that for the money that I make at my job, mm. I get to pay for him to do his job. He's got all the tools. He takes all the risk. And I get that instant gratification of minimal effort in having something achieved mm. and I think you can go through life like that mm. in just um, pushing the responsibility on other people you as a parent and me as a parent teaching your kids how to be independent and you know what if you did it yourself you know at, that's the hardest thing to teach because I think I think we were listening to you know, tree climbing uh, in your in last podcast mm. there. And that's a, that's a really good example. Um, I encourage my kids to climb trees. Yeah. I want them to feel that there's dangerous. Yep. If I let go now, I'm going to fall three meters mm -hmm. and I'm probably going to break something. Hard out. So, um, but that's good. But you say that to them. Okay, you climb the tree and just be careful. That's mm. it. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we say be careful anymore. We say don't do that. Yeah. And that's... How do you learn about that? Mm. And it, it's sad. I had a trampoline for my kids. Best thing I ever bought because it um, they get to bounce. They get to, you know, release all that energy. Um, but I didn't have all the padding and shit around that, that mm. you have nowadays. Molly coddle everything. And both my kids had accidents on it where they, I think, knocked out one of their front teeth, yep. you know, during the course of it. Yeah. Would I now go around and ban all the trampolines and cover everything up? No, it didn't deter. I mean, we went to the hospital. Okay, now you've learnt that. It's hard. It's hard to let of go. Of course. But I don't think... I think people confuse parenting with worrying. Yeah. And it's, it, it doesn't have to be... They have their own path. Kids have mm. their own path. Mm. And chances are of them killing themselves is very remote. Well, in that or space. really even harming yeah. themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because remember, the body is a machine, yeah, and it knows how to look after itself. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> I only fell once, but walking around the edge of the trampoline back in the day and falling on your nuts, yeah, you do it once, <laughs> and you, I still have kids. <laughs> That's right. But 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 I guess what it it knows how to help you as well yep. it's because it's trying everything it can to not kill you yeah right and it will do that by uh, one of the fascinating things of when people climb Everest you know is yep. that when they get into that death zone it starts shutting down everything else around the organs mm. and I'm like the body just never ceases to amaze right because yeah. it's like it's got your back it does even when you don't you know which is even if you think it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it does you know you worry about one thing but it's solved you know, mm. probably thousands of ailments. You could have cancers growing inside you mm. at any moment that come and go that you wouldn't even know. Mm. And the body is amazing like that. One of the things we did um, to is, uh, well, I do, is just have a pet around. Mm. I think pets are amazing. True. You know, they they carry things from the outside. They give you some immunity. You know, they, 
gosh, they, they're scavengers. They yeah. eat everything, yeah. you know, from the most horrific things you think of. Are they dying? You know, no, they're healthier mm. than we mm. are. And we've got all the sterilized shit you yeah. know, that we eat. So I think the body is amazing. It's and it's just a real danger of just model coddling and yeah, and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, man. And look, I think that's what we're kind of doing now. Mm. We're uh, exercising our right for expression, which is our law in New Zealand, mm-hmm. right? The 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 freedom to express. Mm. And that's kind of freaks me out a little bit because in the states they have their um, free speech, yeah. And here we've got the expression, and I'm like, okay, the bit that I guess pins it in the tail for me is that it's all up to someone's interpretation, and that's the bit I don't like. I don't like names like chief censor. I don't like people yeah. telling me what's appropriate or not, yeah, because. A, just simply, they could be wrong. Mm. And B, kind of, who the hell gives them the right to decide? Even by committee, not a fan, you know? Mm. Uh, If it's dangerous, then I'd say leave it to the law because those things have been um, constantly changed and upgraded and and amended through time, you know? Um, I'll probably just park Christchurch because I think that's its own thing at the moment. It's a specific thing that's happening through social media, through our world, through our globalized environment, and, and that should... That's just different to what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just general things like um, you don't need the Ten Commandments to tell you that breaking into someone's house. We've worked that out in our that's society. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's where uh, social media. And I'm totally flipped on what I thought. I used to think social media shouldn't be regulated. It's our it's our expression with each other. Mm. But I now believe that it should go under the same laws of everyone because it has such an influence. And putting it under the parenting perspective, sometimes it's a bad influence. Mm. And you wouldn't let your kids, you wouldn't encourage your kids when they're young to go yeah. hang out with bad influences. No one bats an eyelid when they say, don't play with little that person over there yeah because they're bad influence they just everyone moves on they they carry on but we don't we we do it with social media you know we're like if someone says i don't want my kid to go on instagram you know it's like well what about all the other kids who go on instagram mm-hmm. it's like a, it's this gray area and we're trying to find our way through yeah but it's so bloody immediate you almost need to I think this should be part of the curriculum at school. Yep. Um, and, and as we grow as a society, I think that's going to be part of it. I mean, we learn how to read and write mm-hmm. and we learn how to, you know, argue things and debate club mm-hmm. and things like that and work in society. And it makes a lot of sense to me that the tertiary curriculum um, could have something that is social media based mm-hmm. about communication, about the ramifications of if you write a message like this, mm-hmm. it could be correct in this way at the moment it's a free fall people it hasn't been around long enough for people to really understand what this thing is and it's a monster it's huge it's it's and i think money is the same thing i don't understand that we are our whole society is based on money and wealth yet we are taught very little about it we come up into the world we start on a debt already you know going through it kind of makes the world go around yeah so there's a place for it but i'm digressing i don't want to talk about money so much (laughs) it's a crazy thing though yeah eating sleeping yeah shouldn't have to pay for it no we bloody do we we pay for the roof over our head and we pay Mm. for the food that we need the only thing still was relatively free am i right if i think about it is water even though 50 percent of the water people probably buy from bottles yeah, that's right. We, we've been taught to buy water. Yeah. Yeah. Where well, the tap would actually suffice. Exactly. People we're, are scared we think about too many germs in there. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Mm. It's like, I, I'd like to live in a society where your, your fuel to life mm. isn't a commodity. But, of course, that's not the world we live in. If you think of anything else apart from pack and save, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. You know, but we, we, we buy into it and that's our fabric and, and that's what we have to kind of go by. Mm. Mm. I just, um, just getting back to social media again, yeah. and this is kind of what I liken social media to be, and this is how I treat any social media platform. It's like a town square. You know, would you go in the middle of a town square where there's lots of people bustling around in the marketplace and start hurling racial abuse and of course if that happens people are going to prick up and some might even challenge you Mm. some might even start to get violent towards you and 
this is a really good way to look at it because when you're online, you're writing a line of speech, you know, you don't really know what the ramifications are mm. with that. And if you would do that in public in front of people, then do it on Facebook. But if you, you know, want to be a coward mm. and just be a keyboard warrior, I think that's, I don't understand that. That's or just, if we say... It doesn't seem real, does it? No. Or, or the other option, which is let's take it away from people. And I just sat here and said that we should maybe think of it like parenting with our children. Mm. But but um, I, I did hear someone articulate it really well. Uh, I talk about him often because he's going to be a guest in May. Jonathan Haidt, he's, okay. he, he's a really interesting author to check out. Um, but he talked about two things. One was uh, self-harm rates with young females um, directly related to social media. Um, right. Risen by something like 186%. Uh, so boys, he said, overall yeah. use it for uh, you know porn yeah. and YouTube or right. videos or yep. watching, and girls use it for kind of like group selection, uh, inclusion and exclusion, right? And bullying, you know, and 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 because of that, it's uh, I think his research is in the states, but it's um, you know kind of horrible for the mind so he's saying not until uh, 13 to 15 is when you should start if you want to introduce that right which kind of makes sense to me you know I'd be encouraging my kids um, around the 13 14 mm. dabble a little bit kind of not a unlimited access you know mm. a little bit like learning to drive you know it's very hard to police though isn't it yeah uh, I mean I don't police my kids anyway with mm. YouTube mm. I just have to bust them and try and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is where resilience comes in. You're saying people are cutting themselves mm. because of someone said something mean on on social media. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, teen angst is always going to be there, isn't of it? Yeah. And gosh, I hated my teen years. <laughs> it, was, it was shit. Come on. <laughs> let, unless you're one of the few that... That I don't know what peaked at school. Peaked, yeah, yeah. Like it just fit with them. Yeah, yeah, most people don't. People are still trying to figure out who they are, what groups they belong to, what they like. Uh, you know, yep. it's the opposite sex. You know, attracted to you. You have so many doubts, mm. and everyone's so super insecure. <laughs> Nothing has changed. It's so true. But it's just the way. But now, all of a sudden, if you rather than having say a bitchy group of girls saying, "Oh, you know, well, your hair looks shit today." Mm. Now it's amplified. Now if they well, say that on all. social media, now you're in the town square. Correct. You are being finger pointed in front of everyone saying, mm. your hair is shit yep. today. Yep. And of course, that, that anxiety, oh, what if mum sees it? What if, what if the guy that I likes hears about it? And it's got all these ramifications and such a huge platform. Scary, eh? Very. And, and no kind of immediate answers. Um I think be careful is a very good thing you said mm. before mm. and something that just applies that you're right you don't really hear it anymore yeah be careful because that's implying there's danger but it's also implying that you might be right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting oh, isn't it just hey and, and, and mind blowing too you know because you reach the points where you're like okay so it's actually really important what we're talking about and you know it's good on you for doing a podcast like this. Oh, thanks, and Brian. what I what I love about it is that I would, you know, you're doing this and I do this too, and I try and do this um, is to be curious, mm. you know, and not just to take things at face value. If someone says I have this opinion, you go, oh, okay, why do you have that opinion? You know, delve a little bit deeper. And could this opinion be caused by this? You know, that's debate. That's you know, it's, it's conversation. But um, I think a lot of the stuff on social media is reactive. You know, someone says one thing and you take that one thing and you know that's a bad thing. That means your counter argument is a good thing. Mm. So you've got that whole um, black and white um, thing happening. True. Eh? And there is no black and white. Mm. You know? And this is what I subscribe to personally. There's always another side. There is... Even the bad person, his motives are probably good, but mm. he sees the other thing happening as bad. And yes, some people are miseducated and they get the wrong end of the stick. But at the end of the day, there is so much more to everything mm. than what we allow. And to be honest, you're not going to research 
absolutely everything. Yeah. Sometimes you want to just fight the good fight, yeah. and you know that all your neighbors are in agreement with you, and that gives you a sense of power and yeah. purpose and community. But at the end of the day, if we really look at it, it's all we're living in is a gray area. There mm. is nothing absolute. Even science, science changes and evolves. Yeah. And we talked about art earlier, and mm. even just how things evolve. Um, there is no destination. Let's be let's be honest. Mm. Once you reach that destination, it then morphs into what the next thing is. You know, yes, you've got the house, but that's not an end. If you say, I want to pay my mortgage off, in 30 years' time, you're going, oh, I've paid my mortgage off. Uh, now that I don't have a mortgage, I'm probably going to buy a batch and I'm going to have a mortgage on that thing. Mm. So it's it's not like you're, you're ever going to sit down and mm. rest on your laurels. Yeah. One thing just always leads. So it's a continual journey. So the only time you can actually rest is, well, let's face it, when you die. Mm. You know, while you're on this earth, there is no such thing as not having to suffer or to not never strive for anything else. I agree. Unless you have a higher spiritual power, like a monk or something like that, that but even then they, they still have they're still human mm. and they still have human things they need to do like eat and sleep and things like that and if they don't get it then they feel grumpy mm. you know, no one's holier than thou mm. um, so yeah I think you asked me once you know what, what is <laughs> what would what you say to an alien you know if they come <laughs> yeah. down and what do we all share what do you think of the human race is I'm reading a really interesting book at the moment called um, Who is the Prisoner Right. Um, and while I was in London, I saw this advertised in the, the subway. And it's kind of it's, it's a kind of philosophical look at um, the world that we live in and how it is. Well, it's kind of a prison. You know, there is no such thing as freedom. Mm. And there is freedom and there isn't freedom. And right. this is the great paradox in, in life, isn't there, really? You, you've got freedom to move your arm up and down if you want to but you don't have the freedom to go and fly fly or you know jump off a building and land safely or things mm. like that there's certain parameters you have to work within uh, but you know this is all about more about humanity so I urge people if they want to have a different perspective on the world yeah. it's not a very positive one but you know what the world isn't isn't all that bad again it's totally perspective yeah. I still think personally I live in a really good environment but I've also made the right choices in order to do that. Mm. Well, and the Western world has provided them to you and us, like, or, or at least given a pathway, right? And yeah, yeah. I think this is what we get confused when we say, you know, that it's just oppressive. I mean, yeah. actually in New Zealand, it's illegal mm. to say that somebody based on the way they look or, 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 or which gender they are yeah. cannot have the same as everybody else. It's illegal. You can't say that. No, no, no. Um, I, what I'm saying is we have rights. Yes. And they are for everybody. It doesn't yeah. matter which gender or race. Mm. But the problem is the narrative in the world mm -hmm. is that, the, let's say, the, the, the Western world, maybe the, the English yes. that spread through the world, um, you know, right through the Americas and mm. Pacific and all that, that it's, that it's by nature purely oppressive oppressive yeah and and i i, I i'm i'm no, i know that's an argument mm. but like i say i come from both mm. and i i see the um, people didn't move on mass from the islands to new zealand to be oppressed mm. it was for opportunity yeah now there were examples of oppression mm. but my my point is is that you it's like the the yin and the yang there's mm. there's both good and bad things happening simultaneous that's and it's right. up to all of us to recognize it yep. not to discount the whole journey that's right so yep. i want to be part of that yes. that sounds like a solution to me i don't want to burn rome down and no, start again no like we we shed so much blood to get here or maybe not that cruel but people lifted heavy rocks so we didn't have to yeah, and those heavy rocks are physical, mental. Yeah. People have had to make really shitty, um, really shitty, oh, what's it, um, compromises along the way. I mean, mm. imagine if you were, I mean, I come from Germany, so I was born in Germany, yeah. and my grandfather, he was part of the, the World War. He even wrote a book about, you know, the, the men. And the thing is, when you are forced to go and be part of a race or something or community, a lot of people, you know, you go along with it because it's, it's survival mode. 
and you are forced to then to make decisions on oh i don't know let's not get into the war thing no no no, 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 no but, but it but it, it's amazing that um you may not be responsible for it but you're in a position where you have to you're part of that theater play. we do it every day today yeah like global warming yeah We're that's all right bloody part of it every time we dr- if no if you're not driving a tesla yeah welcome to the party no, even if you are driving a Tesla, then, then <laughs> yeah. anything we do creates waste. Correct. Anything. It's, there is, there's no escaping that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether you're, you're burning petrol or you're using too many shopping bags. Whether you're buying the iPhone that was made in the factory with yeah. all the children working. Yeah. It's like, you're, sorry, you don't get out clean. We're all in the muck. That's right. And there's horrendous examples like Nazi Germany. And, mm. um, I think... All the more for keeping a conversation going between common ground. Because mm. when you don't have that common ground, uh, people, if you think about it like a 50-50, where there's 50% common ground, 50% whatever personal thoughts, I think all an extreme ideology is, is just the lack of the common ground. And yeah. 100% rock thought. Yeah. You know? Yes. I'm not basing it on science. It's just how trying to articulate it in a way that we would all feel like, oh, that kind of makes sense. You know, like yeah, there's yeah. a mum, there's a mum and a mum, a dad, a dad. There's a mum and a dad. Mm-hmm. There's a pe- two parents, and I guess the concept is we'll both bring different genetics. We'll both bring different ideas in the shot that get the kid across the line yeah that's right and you can't say that mum is always right and dad's always wrong no. or the other way around exactly. or dad's always right mum's always yeah. wrong that line is it takes a team you know and everyone has different perspectives Cut and out. those different perspectives is what <laughs> makes all of life really interesting mm. doesn't it really and, and complicated and, and oh ridiculously so <laughs> the good thing about being in the grey you can go either way can't you yeah. like um if I totally agree with you, I'm going to be your best buddy. If yeah. I wholeheartedly disagree with you, I could be your worst enemy. Mm. But within that middle ground, I get to choose. And this is kind of where the balance comes in, I think. You can choose to be on this side or that side, or you can use, you know, choose to be. And again, it's a balance. Sometimes mm. you just need to be excessive in one way in order just to appreciate the other side of things. Yeah. And it's a great feeling to be included. And it's a great feeling to you know, be part of the privileged and it's a really shit feeling to be part of the oppressed and we are all getting it you know no matter who you are you are part privileged even the people that are are saying you know you're racist when they're saying that you're a racist they're saying that they are the oppressed ones you know it's a double negative almost mm. there's no nothing nothing positive within that no, i 100 percent agree so it, it doesn't really solve anything but it does highlight what side of the coin do you want to be on kind of thing yeah and maybe we're all forced to be on the side of a coin um i kind of hope that we will invent or create or encourage or adapt to a new vocabulary which i think is coming out of all of this uncertainty we're in which Mm. is something like you know and i I think i said on quite a few podcasts i disagree with you but i'm keen to catch up to talk about it more Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Or I'm keen to go to like a virtual um, marriage counselor, not marriage counselor, mm-hmm. but something like that. Let's go to a, uh, maybe it's AI run or something. Right. I don't think we know what it is yet, but it's like a common ground and we can put everything down and we can start just picking things away. Right. Because I, um, I think all we're doing right now is... Um, we're just encouraging this pick your team and yeah some really interesting research going on with facebook and that and like i think i mentioned before i'm now a fan of them being regulated social media because i wasn't before because i like the idea that creativity is sparked out of this Mm. free zone but who would you give the power to actually say yep this is offensive nope this is not no so i wouldn't do that i'd 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 try and keep it more with the law based so there's already things that we can and can't do under the law mm-hmm. um and that should i don't think it applies to social media at the moment right okay uh, like television had to work its way through this like with censorship and so forth correct yeah correct and they work their way through it so what you can and can't say but the television and film also have a bandwidth issue which is 
it's expensive to make things mm. so this is where social media or internet the internet kind of like um was able to capitalize a bit because we can do this you know yeah. from from a reasonably cheap setup and anyway that's a different kind of thing but but what the uh what social media is doing is not talking to the logical me and you it's talking to the inner lizard in us and, and that's the bit i think it's talking to us in a way that an advert does it's trying to get an impulse from your deepest darkest or lightest part of you right so when it does that that's where we get the how ro- does it do that explain that to me um, um so it feeds you things that uh are purposely are you talking about clickbait I'm talking. About, I'm also talking about algorithm and timeline. Right. Yeah. That it offers you things that yep. will get your eyes to look at it for longer. Right. And some. And at the moment, that is things that uh, encourages outrage, because outrage is like a, obviously a strong emotion. It's the same emotion when you watch an advert for mm-hmm. Nike. Yeah. And all you want is your Nike. The advert hasn't said, Daniel, you have enough money saved in your account. Go buy some no, not Nikes. Yet. <laughs> it says, yeah. haven't you worked hard today? <laughs> Don't you deserve a better life? Yes, I do, Will. Nike. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's what it's talking. Yeah. It's talking to that part of us. Right. Haven't you suffered enough? Hmm. Isn't it time that you did something about it? Boom. It has you on a different level. Share with the world. Yeah, that's but that's advertising, you know, appealing to the inadequacies of everyone because no one's perfect. Everyone always wants to strive to be better. But and we're have, spending more time on it than ever now. Yeah, so we're doing less of a, this. That's right. Less mm. of this, where um, you know, it's it's amazing what the what culture offered, like Maori culture with the Hongye, for example. Yeah. you weren't just touching noses, you're sharing a moment. You're, right. you're physically sharing air. Yeah. You're close to someone, you're probably getting bacteria. Yeah. None of that exists on social. So all they have no. is these um, you know, lizard impulses. Impulse is the right word. And that's what they're targeting. But in real life we have that. Yeah. Like when you meet someone, you get a little tingle you know or let's say your your potential partner for life yeah yeah and so you 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 have these other things at play yes all things that have to exist in the real world all things that don't exist in the in the social world yeah i hear what you're saying i think you can't replicate that in a virtual this is i guess where vr is going to come in at what point do you think you really know someone or like someone Mm. based on just on a a profile (laughs) online and it's very hard. Mm. Um, I mean, life is a bit more meaningful, I think. Um, but it's going to be very hard to for social media to come even close to that. And advertising, I think, if you look at it a different way, do you think that maybe we are a bit more um, social media literate now? That we are actually discussing things like that. We can say to, we can look at an advert and say, this is what they're doing in order to to make us feel intrigued. And having knowledge of that, would you think, ah, oh, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm like telemarketers. Everyone right. has no time for telemarketers these days. Mm. It's been around for years. People know what the scheme is. And most of the time, you don't want to even deal with that sort of stuff. Um, and I think the young people nowadays, they grow up with the social media. And right. I think if they're taught in school, say, when you get a pop-up like this, it's going to say that you're not good enough at the way you are at the moment and this is how they tell you that you're not good enough but if you buy this product you will be better a better you kind of thing it's just those kind of right um conversations i mean really as a parent we can do that to our kids too mm. you know we don't have to rely on the school system but with all this information it does you can shed light on it you can yep. actually explain this is it and every ad that they see from then on they go Oh, they're only doing this, this. I'm actually fine. Mm. I actually have enough. I don't need any more. I hope that is the case. My fear is that we're on a bus going really fast or a car going really fast and we're told to read the signage on the outside, Mm. but it's blurry because it's too quick for us to see. Mm. So if we slow down a bit and we can read it, we can understand it and process it, then I think we can make a call but at the pace we're going, I think it trips us up. I think that's very true. And I think this is more and more important. We are delving into 
and you, you know you do this with this podcast you know quieting the mind you know um having um wanting to for people to just stop yep. slow down like like the flow culture yeah. thing yeah i think the idea is really good um so is meditation mm. and um this is where i don't know if they're going to invent something like a wonder drug that just quiets the mind i think they kind of have done that with antidepressants i mm. think that's why it's so overly prescribed mm. and um antidepressants do they just melt your mind and all of a sudden it's things that just seem simpler and clearer i don't know how yeah um but how do we do that how do we remain having that perspective when we're totally bombarded by trees that are on top of our mountaintop <laughs> and while those trees are there we are planting more trees and not only are we planting them there's other people planting trees around us mm. as well so you never get to see the mountain if mm. you're going to keep planting trees and well there's two things yeah we've got to learn to climb the trees and we've got to bring back climbing trees no that was a very good full there circle go. there and we've got to embrace people planting lots of trees because that gives us our oxygen at the widest level mm. it's positive it's just we, we're not able to just take that one more bit of climbing a tree because it's dangerous yes so be careful and build a tree house <laughs> <laughs> maybe build a podcast studio in a tree house now there you go boom <laughs> no I'm unsure yet <laughs> well uh, old Stu from the last podcast come on buddy do your th- do your thing hey um, Daniel final question man or, or kind of wrapping up what's what's a mind blowing moment for you what's a moment where um, I know you asked this to all your people yeah <laughs> Can I try to think of it? And no. I thought I'd come with that. Well, what, what's a what, what's a, a a way you didn't wake up the same, Daniel? I guess, and this could become a little bit cryptic, so I won't get into specifics mm. with it. I've always had this um, sense that the world is a lot bigger than what we think it is. You know, there's lots of things happening mm. around, and I'm. I'm, I'm delving into the realms of you know metaphysics have you read books on metaphysics you know when people um channel certain entities and they talk about the world beyond this one kind of thing so when you die you go to this place and there's all these different things and beyond the light basically Mm -hmm. like that and one thing that that and i always had suspicions of that and one thing that i kind of read which actually illuminated my suspicions was um the Seth material by Jane Roberts and this was written in the 60s so way before you had you know conversations with God and, and all the new agey kind of stuff mm. this was almost like the precursor to that right and not being preachy but it, this book kind of said to me wow this, this this whole other world out there it kind of makes sense to me and it doesn't negate anything else that's going on in the world that's what I love about it Mm. there is no right or wrong it doesn't matter who you subscribe to religiously it doesn't matter what your spiritual leanings are Um, we're all part of this one force (laughs) here and that force expresses itself with a lot of different ways Mm. and this is kind of good because one it humbles you and it just accepts everything for you know what you think is it what what it is so that that's really it that blew my mind just um love it there so what's that book it's um it's called um the seth material by jane roberts awesome so you can get it on on itunes and and all that sort of stuff but yeah it's anyway if you're open to that sort of stuff well Well, if you want to if you want your mind blown many times (laughs) then um it's not a it's not a light read Mm. it was written in the 60s so things are very kind of straightforward but mm. it um the whole idea of it you're either going to embrace it or go yeah oh, what a load of crap mm. but either way that, that's what happened i think people are ready to embrace different ideas mm. you know ideas that aren't so locked in yeah i think that's what's going to emerge out of this world it's, it's a very black and white world it is. and we're all looking for this gray zone which we can hopefully thrive in you know and speaking of gray zone yeah did anyone ever ask you so what blew your mind mm. um what blew my mind? So one of the things that blew yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure well, there's not just one. No, look, uh, knowing that I can get over something really horrific blew my mind. I didn't right. know. I won't go into too much detail, but yep. um, it was kind of involving uh, a child of ours, mm. and it's kind of the worst case scenario right. you can think of, right? Okay. I mean, I probably should 
articulate because everyone's like, whoa, what the hell happened? We had a baby that didn't survive. Okay. Um, uh, to be honest, so, so did I. Right. We had one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the moment, what was kind of amazing was that everyone said, I don't know how I would deal with that. And that's the power of the imagination. And what I said was, well, when you're in it, you've actually only got two options. You either carry on or you don't. Mm. And and that was a little bit empowering to know that. But it was also nice for my own mental state to know that I've, you know, carried the biggest burden that I can imagine. Yeah. Um, forever. And I still wake up and smile. I still um, make an effort to, whatever, shave my beard. I still drive on the left-hand side of the road. I still encourage paying my taxes. And, and you know, it's like life's the true oppressor, mm, you know? Yes. And yeah. it will kick your ass. And it will. it's the most, you know, whatever the worst words are, that's what life is. Mm. But it also carries this amazing, weird thing in it. The very best. That gives you that mm. the reason to get up. And I guess that blows my mind. It also blows my mind the fact that... Um, we we live in a space now where uh, it's like we have to reevaluate everything mm. daily. Mm. We, we we're sprinting through this thing, and it, and it blows my mind that we don't um, that we don't um, lose it. Yeah, like today we can predict reasonably well that the water will run at home. Mm. Um, that the zoo will be open mm. and it blows my mind because we don't think of those many things that all work no even in the darkest days like I was thinking about that with Christchurch and I mm. thought you know my water's still running um, the power's still on so although the research, the the resource was where it needed to be 95% of it was on that and and the horrificness of it the 5% still carried on mm. and not carried on but you know continued the day because yeah. it wasn't it wouldn't have been good for us if we all hung up our tools and just went to that so it's the little stuff it's like what we're doing now I think it it substitutes the bad and I say it in the intro of the podcast you know we we need to we need to blow our minds because our minds are with us and against us and if, mm. we, if we lock it up if we give it no way out um, like they reckon uh, I think it was in Russia or something and um, they were putting artists in jail and right. they said why don't we just kill them it's cheaper and they said no if you put an artist in a um, confined space for one year you break them forever they'll never right. paint again or something like that Okay. and I thought that is some pretty dark shit and I don't know why I brought that up something to do with we're always in a space of ready to break ourselves mm. so what's important is that we don't we embrace whatever it is the the love the kindness the the willingness to say i don't know yeah the willingness to say be safe you know i'm going to mm. say that more often now <laughs> hey you know, be careful even to myself don't be, be safe true. be careful be careful freudian yeah um <laughs> yeah man well thank you very much daniel for coming on the show where hey, can absolute people pleasure, follow man. you man i mean you're up to a few things you got your own podcast you got a business you got yeah you do some uh, music stuff on the internet yeah i'm the ultimate dabbler really <laughs> so um I mean, I do have a podcast called Couch in Space. Um, it's awesome. Uh, it's, uh, I'm starting to next few episodes now. I think you're going to be one of my Boom. guests too. Yes, yep. my first recurring guest. Yay. And it's good. You know, I, I love being part of this little community that yeah. we are slowly hatching yeah. and having these talks. And really, that's all it is. It's just conversation. Mm. And we don't sit around the campfire in the evenings and listen to old stories or having that one-on-one -on -one yeah, everyone's on their iPhones mm. and conversation is just so we have to get it through a podcast, mm. which is fine. Yeah. It's just different. But it just shows the need for conversation. Boom. Because I think at the end of the day, what's going to keep us sane is listening to podcasts that aren't just going to be five minute mm. sound bites. Mm. These are going to be one, two, three hour conversations where you're actually getting a real sense of both sides. Mm. And you can kind of see then I don't know, you're just more rounded for it. I agree. You just get more intelligent. 
Thanks, brother. Cheers, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, go check out Daniel and his podcast, Couch and Space. You can find that on iTunes. Um, if you feel like you've enjoyed this episode, uh, jump onto iTunes and, and rate and review. That's a good one because apparently that's what every podcaster says, rate really? and review. Okay. Um, and, yeah, just follow on Facebook please, at Please Blow My Mind, um, making lots of content, having good conversations, and enjoying you having enjoying you along enjoying having you along for the ride there we go Uh, be careful don't be safe see you next time this message is brought to you by Deadpool hi Deadpool here I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster Will Fleming from Please Blow My Mind thank you for blowing my pants (coughs) I mean mine Will If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you.